I think Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. That is a true statement. I think he's going to win the MVP because of narrative and when he did it, right? And But I don't think that Lamar Jackson's a top 10 quarterback. I think C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love are a better quarterback than he is. Here we go. Now, now listen, listen. Fucking joke. He They're top he, ten. All right, listen. all right. Let, 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 let's cut this real quick. Let's go, Luke. Tell me why Lamar is a top ten quarterback. Tell me why he is an MVP quarterback. I mean, have you watched him play at all this season? No. Like, I've wait, watched him. I've watched him shit the bed a lot. Tell me why. I didn't ask you to ask me a question. I asked you why is Lamar an MVP quarterback? Stop dancing around the question. Stop avoiding giving a response that doesn't exist. Why is Lamar an MVP quarterback? All about the balls podcast with. Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. It's the NFL Divisional Preview episode of All About the Balls podcast. I'm Mark Davis. I'm in the sack house, and I'm joined alongside a returning Luke Rule, Nick the Doc Skirkowitz, and for a third consecutive football episode, Alan Tomasella. He's no longer a backup. I think we're going to have to get this guy in here long term. Get him a long term contract none of these 10 let's days pump. no more we Let, let's pump the brakes let's pump we, we had some audio issues coming in here let's pump the brakes hey, I did that's true I that's was true a pro i mean i i have been on espn twice i told you guys that the first episode we got to get that espn mic then dude that's what we need we need to get espn to get some better mics that's probably what it is but luke i, I i'm starting with you man welcome back you, you missed the last two episodes i mean obviously duty calls you have a big game this weekend we're going to talk about that shortly how you feeling heading into this wonderful weekend yeah, no, uh, it's good. Good. I mean, uh, long, long last week, you know, working nights, uh, you know, work, had to flip my uh, sleep schedule back around to go to work this morning. It's fucking awful. But yeah, we just, uh, you know, doing, doing new stuff in the army takes a lot of time. So we uh, did, just did a large scale operation down in, uh, in Fort Campbell down to Fort Johnson. So, you know, but it was a good time. Uh, a lot of work, you know, just a uh, punching bag in the division uh command post so it was great just loved it but yeah no i'm glad to be back so i'm ready for actually watching football this weekend yeah no, no more catching some you know minutes here and there doc how are yeah. you doing heading into the divisional round big rumors are that your boy cliff kingsbury is interviewing for the offensive coordinator role for the chicago bears so how are you feeling i mean honestly i i don't know if anybody could do worse than luke getsy i had so much uh hope in him and I mean, the guy is is calm plays on a Madden rookie. You know what I'm saying, and just couldn't get the job done. So, ready to move on. Rumors are Caleb Williams will maybe join him because they have a little bit of chemistry. Alan, how are you feeling heading into this NFL divisional round weekend? Well, listen, all of my teams, they're you know they're out, um, and <laughs> I get to just watch football and enjoy football. I kind of feel like C.J. Stroud and, and Jordan Love. I got nothing to lose this weekend. Yeah, honestly, I mean they don't. And we'll talk about that. You know, we'll talk about that. I'm having a good. I'm having a good time behind this weekend. I just been on a Blue Mountain State kick the last couple of days. I uh, picked it back up from season one. Just I don't think I ever finished the season three uh, for it. So been been fucking catching it. And God, what a great what a great show. Honestly, hilarious show. Missed it. forgot how funny it was. I think it's in there, Doc. You look like you're about to chime in. No, no, fantastic show. Uh, huge Blue Mountain State fan. Huge. That in the league, like. <laughs> It's my off season. 
But what I say, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm right here. I just got done with the midterm episode in season one where they had the uh, professor's gr- mom pretty much just out there hanging out with the boys. So good, good show. Speaking of good. There's a, uh, there, there, there is an underrated show. Uh, a lot of people don't really watch it or haven't seen it, but it's, it's called Community. All right. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch Community. That that show is hilarious. It's under the radar. Nobody knows about it. It's it's phenomenal. I'm going to have to check that out. But speaking of good things to watch, I believe we have three good games, maybe four. We'll see how the Lions and Bucks do. But I believe we have at least three good games this week. That would be more than we had last week and less <laughs> games being played. And that starts off with the first game Saturday night, a team we haven't seen play in 20-plus days, the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Houston Texans, a rematch of week one where the Ravens won 25-9. Just like week one, boys, no Marlon Humphrey. He has been ruled out. How big is that? Let's see. Is that part of the storylines, boys? What are we thinking about this game here? Luke, I'd like to hear your opinion first. You're the Ravens fan. Kick us off. Yeah, I mean, Marlon Humphrey out, you know, it sucks, but I don't think it's a huge loss to our defense. He's only played pretty much half the season anyways. Uh, Brandon Stevens and Geno Stone have been holding it down a corner all season. I mean, Geno Stone's what's second in, second in the league with interceptions so far this season. Dude's been balling out, practice squad guy, making a name for himself, going to get paid. But, yeah, then – Kyle Hamilton coming back this week off injury, so I'm sure he's going to be excited to play some uh, playoff football. But then it's all, all in our offense, see how Lamar does under the pressure this time. But, yeah, no, I'm excited for it. I mean, we've had had the Texans number. Uh, they played us pretty good the first first game. They just couldn't put it in the end zone. C.J. Stroud played good, uh, nice, comfortable playing. But now he's a little more comfortable than uh, he was week one. But if we can get home with our pass rush, he'll have a long day. And that was Lamar's, one of his worst games of the year. Even though he has won, he was only 17 of 22. Yeah. 169 week, interception. Yeah. But. Week one was uh, pretty sloppy for most teams anyways. So a little different coming into uh, the playoffs. Plus, I like what the Ravens did last week. They actually didn't take – so they, they were on a bye, but they didn't take the bye. They, were, they played practice all week, and Saturday did a uh, – live practice in the stadium so to get a real feel uh but i mean as real as you can get in practice but a nice stadium practice on saturday was probably a good way of going about the uh bye week i think so a lot of players still fresh and mark andrews potentially coming back this week see how he, he's probably gonna be a game time decision i'm interested to see how these qbs you know like I said we saw each other play week one different cj stroud than he was week one he's a lot more like you said luke a lot more comfortable with this nfl system i mean it's played a whole season. You know, he's been playing pretty good. It's a completely different Houston Texans defense, too, that Lamar Jackson faced week one. Houston's clamped down for the most part of the season. I think they're a top 12, top 13 defense in the league. Different, like I said, than week one. Will Anderson's balling out. You know, Derek Stingley out there. Christian Harris out there had a pick six last week. How does Lamar favor? I, I know there's that history of Lamar facing a team for the second time. He does tend to have a struggle just because it's easier to figure out, obviously, a quarterback the second time around. But – it's also a chance for the Ravens to learn something from C.J. Stroud, too. And this defense is probably the best defense in football. So which QB is going to make the better adjustment <laughs> coming into this game than they saw the other defense week one? That's the storyline to me is which quarterback can learn more from the week one's victory or the week, week one's game. Yeah, I think that C.J. Stroud is a completely different player than he was week one. I mean, you've seen his progression throughout the entire season. And, and at this point, you know, Lamar Jackson is who he is. He's always he's still the same player. 
we we thought at the beginning of the year that they were going to come out and it was going to be a uh, opened up offense. They were going to pass the ball more. Um, yes, he had his career high in uh, passing yardage, uh, but this team is still predicated on Lamar Jackson's ability to run the ball. Maybe it's because they got the injuries to the running backs. I get it. But same time, we all know who Lamar Jackson is. That's not going to change. So CJ Stroud developed over the season and has gotten better. And he's teams, once they get that book on you, they take away your, your, your ability to do things, right? That's the, that's the, what happens to rookies in the NFL, but Team started doing that, and he adjusted, and he was able to, to, to take advantage. So I, I really think that in this game, the advantage is is on the, the Texans because all of the pressure is on the Ravens. All right, I'm going to throw out – I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, statistics here. Uh, four times in the Ravens' um, history have they been the at home in a wild card or division round, and they've lost that game. All right, now, granted um, – they are three and four at home in in their first playoff games. All right, three and four at home in their in their uh, playoff games. Right, but Owen, oh, four games they've lost being at home. Two of those times they were division. They they were the number one seed. They've lost at home. Um, yeah, and, but those are Steve McNair days, Steve McNair time, and then the Lamar <laughs> Jackson. Uh, oh, yes, was, that, the, was that Steve? No, that wasn't Steve McNair. That was uh, Collins, right? Yeah. Or no, Kerry Collins was the quarterback. I think that played you guys, but yeah, they lost to the Giants with the uh, Kerry Collins. Been McNair. Yeah. Uh, uh, we played a lot of road games where someone had January yeah. Joe out there lighting it up. I, yeah, you know the Ravens are are one of those road teams in in the playoffs, um, and for them to take that that those twenty days off, I think that is a big deal. Like you said, uh, Luke, uh, getting the to get that practice in at home. Uh, but it's still there's so many things going against the Ravens right now as far as the momentum of the game. Three weeks is a long time to sit on the sideline and not get that playing time. And the Texans went out and just demolished the Browns' defense. The Texans went up against the number one uh, scoring defense in the league. And how many points oh. they put up last week? You mean the Ravens? They were number one. No, 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 the Browns. The Browns, the Browns were number one in yards. Number, they were number one in yards. Yeah. Okay, okay. Ravens are number one in points, sacks. And how many, and how many yards did they put up on them? How many yards did they put up on the Browns? Uh, I, they, I mean, they put up, they put up a good amount. I mean, also yeah. they had two pick sixes too. But I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. that. That doesn't help. But but I think the Ravens being at home though is different. The Ravens defense will thrive better at home than but, the Browns would on the road, in my opinion. Personally, just with that. C.J. Stroud on the road in a hostile environment in the cold. We don't, we don't know how well he's going to do in the cold. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's played a game this cold yet in his my, NFL career. My big thing, and, and you know, they were they were killing us on TikTok uh, from the comment that we made last week, the comment that I made. Uh, but you know what? Um, I think that there is merit there. There is um, statistics to back up what we're saying. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins is known as a quarterback that doesn't have a good, uh, good record uh, in the playoffs, right? He folds under pressure, right? And, and, and I'll just tell you, you look at Kirk Cousins' stats in those games, he's got five touchdowns, one interceptions, two rushing touchdowns, one fumble. He's got seven total touchdowns and two fumbles, right? And he's one in three in four games started as a, a starting quarterback in, in the playoffs. And he's got over 1,000 yards passing, right? Um, he's not on the board. 
that's a, that's a cheat. I'm gonna give you guys a cheat one on that. But right here, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to this board real quick, I, I, and I want to give you guys some numbers and think. Uh, think archetypes, right? Lamar Jackson archetypes. These are all statistics for uh, quarterbacks that um, in their uh, career playoff statistics. All right, player one. He's got a two and four record. All right, he's 977 passing yards, five touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, 271 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, two fumbles, six total touchdowns, six turnovers. All right. Player two, 68.3 uh, passer rating, 900 passing yards, three touchdowns, five interceptions, 367 rushing yards. He's got four total touchdowns and seven total in uh, turnovers. Well, I know player two already. All right. All right. Player three, 87.3 rating. He's got 1,374 passing yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. 507 rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns, one fumble. He's got 11 total touchdowns and six turnovers. This is a playoff record, all right? And he's 4 and 2 in his uh in the playoffs. All right? Who do you guys got? What do you got going? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I got him and I want to know player 2. Oh, if Luke, I'm right on two? 3, if I'm right on number 3, I don't know why the fuck he's even on your board. <laughs> well, I think I know player 3 and I think he I know got, player 2. He got no motherfucking business. <laughs> Being on anything to do with this podcast. What was the record on it? Number two? Number two is one and three. Slide your chair a little bit to the right. Of course. Slide your chair a little bit. You know who that one is. So I think we're all agreeing that number two is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I'm going to say number three is Jared. Number three is Jared Goff. Negative. Negative. And number one, you should know number one, Mark. You should know number one, Mark. Is it Matt Ryan? Nope. No, Matt Ryan ain't getting rush yards, dude. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) it. Think Lamar. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Now I'm gonna say one more one's Vic. Then if you're gonna if you're gonna say I should know that one. I I wasn't thinking of. I wasn't thinking of. I missed that part where you said uh, think of like Lamar Jackson style. I thought I thought it was a QBs currently in the league. So number number one is Vic. Number one is Vic. Number two is Lamar. Who who do you think number three is? Well, it's a Russian QB. It's uh, I don't think it's Cam. Cam didn't really go. For it's not a. It's not necessarily a Russian QB. It's West Coast offense, and he got no business fucking being in any conversation that we ever have. I don't know, honestly. I couldn't tell you number three is. Uh, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But number three, I'm pretty sure, is Colin Capper, piece of shit. This guy, Doc, is on his shit. I tell you that much. It is Colin Kaepernick, right? I don't. I'm not going to get into all of the other stuff, right? We don't. I yeah, don't we care. can leave that out. I'm there. talking about. I'm talking about specifically the archetype of Lamar Jackson. We've seen it, and the only time he was ever successful in the playoffs was with Colin Kaepernick. And when you look at Michael Vick's career, who was he? He was the guy that ran the ball. He was the guy, and later into his career, well, and he got a hold of him. He he could throw the ball a little bit well, more, but even then, he lost in the playoffs. Let's let's and, let's pause that a little bit because Kaepernick was blessed. I'm not and Lamar's different. He had a good defense. Vic didn't have a good defense in Atlanta. Let's well, just throw that Kaepernick out there right had now. A good defense. Agreed, Kaepernick agreed. had a good defense, but the but the record. That's what I'm saying. That four and two record. That you get Kaepernick was a baller in those games, but that defense also were, were studs. Like you didn't have to worry. He played pressure is, free because he knew the defense was going to be able to back him up. What like, is Lamar be Jackson's defense has ever been? Yeah. What is Lamar well, Jackson's defense has ever been? Well, I will say that the Derrick Henry game, I get Lamar didn't play good, but that's the Dak Prescott argument, like you say. Dak, the defense didn't play good for the Titans uh, Ravens game neither. Derrick Henry ran wild on that defense. He literally slung boys around. I mean, Luke knows he saw it. He was slinging his yeah. fucking that defense around. 
Listen, I'm not going to do the Dak to, I, to Lamar comparison. I, I, I tried to throw I the numbers up for Dak. Because he hasn't played the last few years in the playoffs because he's been injured. His last playoff game was the Bills game, I believe. The Bills game, yeah. And that was not a good game either by Josh or Lamar. But, I mean, that's, that was like you said. That was 2020. Josh Allen is the better version of Lamar Jackson. He's the bigger guy. He's the guy with the stronger arm in the in, in the cold weather. He's the guy that can run you down. He doesn't have to be the fastest person. The yeah. thing that happens in the playoffs. He's guaranteed two punts a game he's going to throw up. <laughs> that's true. But. <laughs> well, playoffs. But playoffs, though, his stats aren't actually – Aren't really many like aren't turnovers he, like he, that though. His playoff had, his playoff stats are he had turnover worthy passes. Last oh, okay, week. just like JJ Watt said, that's a bullshit stat. Okay, like PF, no, PFF. No, doesn't matter. It, 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 okay, well that happens to every quarterback. You can find, probably find yeah. twenty throws this year that Lamar had that could have been interceptions. Just like Patrick Mahomes, just like every quarterback has those, and every running back has close calls they could have. Everyone has as like yeah. the defense drops more than they intercept. That's yeah, the way I it mean, goes. We they, they don't they don't track almost interceptions yeah. and they well, don't that's track P- interceptions. That's what PFF. Well, that's what PFF, PFF does. does. That's how that's how PFF grades a lot. Is they have they grade probabilities to low rate like catches and like it almost interception worthy plays. That's how, that's why JJ Watt said on the McAfee show this week. He said PFF's <laughs> bullshit because they look at that. It's not what what you did. It's it's what could have happened in this yeah, situation. Listen, my whole point of putting this on the board is what happens to running quarterbacks in the playoffs is. Teams take that away. And I know Lamar Jackson teams have been trying to take that away for years. The one of the reasons why Lamar Jackson is so successful against the NFC is because he rarely plays them. That's why he has such a crazy stat. But then, like you said, Mark, once he gets once that team gets that that first time, they get to understand his speed. They get to understand the things that he likes to do. They take it away. And in the playoffs, he's gonna be going up against a defense with the Texans that's rolling. You said it last week, two pick sixes. That's that's what uh you know playoff Joe does, right? He he throws those pick sixes. But look at Lamar Jackson's career. What does he do in the playoffs? He turns the ball over. He's careless with the ball. He has those issues, and they're going to make him throw in tight windows. That's what teams always are always do. They're gonna take away the run option and they're gonna make him throw in tight windows without Mark Andrews there. Maybe Mark Andrews even shows up, but I still don't think that he's going to have that ability to sling it in that cold weather with that into those tight windows. Do you know why? Do you know why? And I'll say it for the people in the back. Let me let me fucking because he's not a fucking MVP. Listen, I. He's, he's I'm not be. gonna go. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, the writers are gonna say he's MVP. So let me, I mean, he's, let me just he's clarify. Not. And the playoffs are gonna show it. The playoffs are gonna fucking but, show but, it. But, but the playoffs, okay. Well, that's the thing. MVP can't. You can't unless you're gonna do like unless they vote the day after the conference championships. He's an MVP based on what they say. He's gonna be a two-time MVP. We can't. That's why, like what Chris was saying on TikTok was, well, this is your and you said it too, Alan, on Discord. This is your MVP. Okay, well, I can't use playoff stats to judge the 2023 NFL season. I, I can't. I can't do that. I mean, and like our boy uh, Deuce Youngster said, Peyton Manning, we forget, he was not a good playoff quarterback when it came to record-wise until he got that Super Bowl, and he still is like barely a 500 quarterback. Record-wise, so, record we ain't talking turnovers. and oh, well, no, Peyton oh, no, Peyton had some big struggles until he won that Super Bowl against the Bears. Yeah, against the he Patriots. Was, and even against the Bears, didn't he, have, didn't he have a turnover or two in that game? I was also, I mean, I mean, that was a crap weather game. For some it reason, was. they it was a it was a rainy game, but still, I mean, he won and he won MVP. <laughs> but I, I don't know, like it, it's to me, it's it's about which quarterbacks can make the better adjustment. I, that's my headline there. 
And I'm interested to see C.J. Stroud. I, I really am. I mean, I, I like C.J. Stroud. Luke and Doc, they can contest to it. I said C.J. Stroud should have been the first quarterback taken in the 2023 NFL draft. And he's playing like he should have been the first quarterback taken. And and I think Lamar's playing good. I've told Luke off air and I've told Luke on air. I have liked what Lamar's done. He's had a couple bad games. I don't know. I mean, he's not been perfect this year. No quarterback has. But he's played better more than he's well, played worse this season. Let me just let me just clarify no. though for those on TikTok. <laughs> just real quick, what I mean by I think Lamar Jackson's gonna win the MVP. That is a true statement. I think he's gonna win the MVP because of narrative and when he did it, right? And, but I don't think that Lamar Jackson's a top ten quarterback. I think CJ Stroud and Jordan Love are a better quarterback than he is. Here we go. Now, now listen, listen. A good joke. He Never top he, ten. All right, all right. Let, let, let's cut this real quick. Let's go, Luke. Tell me why Lamar is a top ten quarterback. Tell me why he is an MVP quarterback. I mean, have you watched him play at all this season? No. Like. I watch him. I've watched him shit the bed a lot. Tell me why. I didn't ask you to ask me a question. I asked you why is Lamar an MVP quarterback? Stop dancing around the question. Stop avoiding giving a response that doesn't exist. Why is Lamar an MVP quarterback? You have to watch him play to understand it. It's not MVP is not okay. a stats award. It's not like the Heisman. It's not padding your stats to win an MVP. It's being. Like that one player, that game changer on the offense. The whole Ravens offense runs through Lamar. You saw how to be a game changer on offense when an MVP. Well, that's I mean, what yeah, usually is. Most valuable player. I mean, usually a game changer. Listen, and I just think that the reason why he's going to win it is because he's the most his valuable player to his team. And yeah. look at the field and throw the ball is why he's the MVP. But player, it's not, not quarterback. Award. But oh, the yeah, thing is, it, but it, but the narrative is the narrative is QB award, and that's not a Lamar thing. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a whole that's a thing of its own. It's been a quarterback well, award. So we talked about so we talked about quarterback. We talked we talked in the last show about Lamar came in, beat the Niners, beat the shit out of yeah. the Dolphins. I'll give him that. He did great uh, against the Niners. He he did really good against the Niners. People sleep on that. Uh, he had two hundred fifty plus yards and two touchdowns, and he was he pretty damn near accurate. He, he, beat, he blew he, out the Lions. He beat, uh, you blew out a fucking shit Lions defense. All right, it, you expect that? Okay. Well, you expected the Stafford to light up that defense up too, and he didn't. Fight. You said Stafford was going to be the second best quarterback. Whoa, 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 whoa! You said Stafford was the second best QB we, in the did I playoffs. Say, did I say shit about Stafford right now? First of all, Stafford ain't even on the Lions, buddy. But Stafford he played the Lions. What I'm saying, but he played the Lions last week, and you both said that Stafford was like the number two best quarterback, arguably the first best NFC quarterback in the playoffs. What both of you I said did. last week, I said week. he was the best quarterback in the NFC, and I you argued with him right. too. You said he was either one or two, Doc, and he didn't do that well against the Lions. He didn't play great. All right, yeah, I, that, that's not my question though. That's not my question. My question is, where in the fuck is Lamar Jackson an MVP quarterback? It's like it's like why Aaron Rodgers won it a couple years ago when he didn't have the best stats. I don't want to hear. Best. I don't want to fucking hear. Well, I'm, I'm answering the games to know. Well, I'm answering. It. It's the same thing. Aaron Rodgers cost did. me enough parlays okay. to know that he's not a fucking and, MVP. And, just in 2021, right. Aaron Rodgers won MVP when he shouldn't have won MVP at all. His stats were nowhere near Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady, but he still won the MVP because yeah, Packers were the number one seed the in the record. NFC. Yes, because the record because the. 2021. It was narrative too. It was narrative too, and that's the reason why. And this year is not comparable to many to, to a lot of the other years where we had great quarterback play. Because this year we did not have great quarterback play. Dak Prescott was the best statistical quarterback in the league. Tua led the league in passing yards. But that's why Lamar. That's why Lamar's going to win it. Is because exactly. of that. That's no, the reason alone. That's, that's the reason but why. He could still play without his top receiver. 
But he is not. Dak is not going to play. Not a fucking. He is not a fucking top quarterback. I will not a top quarterback. Five to six weeks. Mark Andrews has been out, and he still had a perfect passer rating against the Dolphins. Who the Dolphins come in and a yeah, yeah, you did say that. Yeah, Alan, you said that. But Mark Andrews has been having a was not having a great. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was number. He was number two tight end in fantasy before he got hurt. Yes, he, he was. He was. He was having a down year, and even Kelsey was having he a was, down year too. Okay, so. but he was having a down year, but he was still the second best tight end in the NFL before and he got hurt. Who stepped in for him? Who stepped in for him? Isaiah Likely, who then did the same damn thing that Mark Mark J- Andrews was doing. So, so maybe it's not. Maybe it's not just the tight ends. Maybe the quarterback's actually doing something with the guys that's around him. Maybe he is doing something. Zay, he, I, Zay Flowers came in. He's, I'm not Maybe. arguing that. What I'm arguing is, is that his ability to play quarterback is predicated on his ability to run the ball. Every team game plans and has to clear people up into the box. On offense, like like Brock Purdy is or Dak, like it's different. It, it, is, a, it is a different game plan. You have to change your scheme. Player on his offense, on that offense, he's the only one. Well, boys, it's not, it's not like we have a bunch of studs on our offense. Yeah, we got Mark Andrews who's missed what six games. Oh, yeah, you can say OBJ is a stud. No, everybody, everybody all season is saying he's OBJ's washed up. You can say Zay Flowers is a stud. Yeah, he's came on lately, but he's only had like three or four touchdowns this season. Are you like, talking? Oh. Mark, are you talking about Aaron Rodgers' thirty-seven and four season? Yeah, but look at the look at everyone else around him though. Look, so, look, right. look, look so at the chosen one twenty-one records. Or was, it might have been 2020. Was it 20? Maybe I'm sorry. Maybe it's 2020, Doc. Look at 2020. Because he won MVP. 20 It's 2020. I'm sorry. Go to 2020. He won two. He won two years in a row. He won 2020, 21. That's what I'm saying. One of those two years, his stats weren't comparable to anybody else. His yards and all that were down. Like they were down compared to Aaron Rodgers. If you put look at everyone else around him. 2020. It was probably the COVID year. Yeah, it might have been the COVID year. Where, exactly where Brady went, yeah, I mean, and Brady might have won MVP if he didn't start off fucking seven and five, and then he went off the one like the last. It was uh, definitely not the COVID year because he had forty two ninety nine and Deshaun Watson at forty eight twenty three. Yeah, but Deshaun didn't make the playoffs, so of course he's not going to get MVP yeah, if he doesn't make the playoffs. So we talk about we talk about twenty one. Tom Brady had fifty three hundred, and Aaron Rodgers at forty one. Okay, what about uh, everyone else? So about Josh Rodgers, Allen, and Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers was tenth in passing yards. Tend to passing yards about touchdowns. That's what I'm uh, saying. He, he, he didn't, he didn't have great. Let me fucking pull it up, goddammit. Mahomes had fucking almost 5,000 yards. Joe Burrow almost had. Joe Burrow had more. That was a year he went to the Super Bowl. He turned the Bengals around, by the tied way. Tied for fourth in touchdowns. Tied Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott. All right. He trailed only Herbert, Stafford, and Brady. First in the, in the league in interceptions with only four. Uh, pretty sure he's going to be first in full-time QB ratings. It's going to give me all of them, which I don't he want. He won it but... because of no interceptions. He had less interceptions than the rest of the guys around him. That's why. He had less yards, almost the same amount of touchdowns as everybody else, but he had way more interceptions – or, sorry, way less interceptions thrown. That's why Rodgers won it. And the Packers are the one seed in the NFC. Say Sounds again, familiar. He won, it, he won it because what? He didn't have any turnovers. And guess what? Lamar doesn't have any turnovers compared to the rest of the guys up in the top. So even in, a, even in a down year, Lamar is significantly behind the leader in touchdowns. But Lamar had significantly behind this year too, guys. Significantly I mean, behind in pass yards. All right. You're giving I think, MVP I think, to an RB1. Give, let I, Christian McCaffrey I, throw the ball and he'll win MVP. 
I think him playing good against the Niners, the Lions, and the Dolphins, who you guys are all high on the Dolphins' defense when they play them, and then you shit at the defense after no, they play them. You're absolutely right, Mark. You're absolutely right, because nobody else beat the Lions, Dolphins, or, or, or fucking Niners all year long. You're right. Nobody oh, else beat them. I, so he, I he agree that that, that is the reason why he is going to win the MVP is because he beat the teams at the right time. All those big – they went into their gauntlet, <laughs> and they won their gauntlet. How many teams can we Easily. say this year Easily. won their gauntlet? Because we had multiple teams go through gauntlets and, and they all dropped games. We talked about the Eagles. They were going into their gauntlet and the Eagles fell apart. They couldn't even stand up at the end of it. Cowboys dropped gauntlet Cowboys games. Dropped yep. gauntlet games. The Dolphins <laughs> dropped gauntlet the Niners games. Dropped, the, Niners the Niners lost three in a row. Three and, in a row. And I'm just saying, I, I'm agreeing that Lamar is going to win it as the best player on the best team. But not the best quarterback. That is not why he's winning this. And him winning the MVP does not give him the quarterback narrative that we use in the past. This is because of the current circumstance. This is an exception to the system. The same way that when the last guy who won it, who won it as a running back won it. This is an exception to the system this year. Well, AP won it because he had over 2,000 yards and he was, he was nine yards short of Eric Dixon. Just the like only the thing same, that I can jump on board with for Lamar the only thing I can jump on board with for Lamar is because of how important he was to his team. Because that's, but that's what MVP that's stands for. That's, yeah. that's the award. It's the most valuable player. That is the award. It's not like the fucking Heisman or it's a stats award. The Heisman is all a stats award. I still do not know how you can sit here and tell me Dak or CMC. Dak only beat bad teams. He couldn't beat good teams. And Dak, and Dak, didn't, lose his, and Dak didn't lose his best weapon either. Dak never played without CD Lamb. Yeah. See how good he's going to be. He never did. All right. Sorry, Dak put up good numbers against bad teams. Lamar put right. up good I'm sorry. numbers. I'm sorry Lamar's not good teams. enough to make his best weapon a wide receiver and not a tight end. You're Listen, right. I'm sorry. But, but, but I will say this. I will say this. Weapon and still played good. Still had a perfect passer rating with five touchdown passes. But the bad rap that Lamar. Dak Prescott gets, he does have the numbers in the in the regular season. And it's not I, a numbers I, award. I, it's, it's not a numbers award. But what I'm going to say is that these two guys are on parallel paths. They both came into the league and exceeded expectations in their first couple of years. They both exceeded <laughs> expectations. Then they kind of hit a wall. They kind of fell down. They had some injuries. And then now here they are again, front runners. And Dak lost in the playoffs. Lamar has lost in the playoffs as a front runner. Is Lamar going to show up this time? That's why I said that the pressure is all on the Ravens and it's all on Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, the pressure's all on the Ravens. That's, I, yeah, that's I not... am just waiting for the for the Ravens to get bounced in their fucking first game, and that is your MVP. That, well, how about that's, this? How, that's how important he is to your team. Couldn't even get well, you past the first round. I'll, I'll tell you this. Again. I'll tell you this. Before we make our predictions, I'm going to tell you why Dak does not win MVP this year. He is fortunate to win the NFC East because the Eagles were falling off at the same time the Cowboys were during their gauntlet. We forget that the Eagles were losing games that they should have not lost. The Cardinals, the Giants. That's who the Eagles lost to. They lost to the Seahawks on Monday night as well. Those were all favorite games they should have won. We forget that Dak Prescott did horrible against the Bills. We forget that he did horrible against the Dolphins. So he was winning the division because, because the Eagles were losing at the same time he was. He did not change that team around when they needed him to in December and early so Lamar, January. So Lamar never had a bad game? Lamar single-handedly won the division because he was hot from the, from single the start. Shut the fuck up. Single-handedly won the division. The defense carried that team. We just talked about the There's Cowboys defense. The top 3,000 okay. passing yards. You want to talk about he is the reason they won that division. Right. Sat out almost every Come on, like fucking four fourth quarters. You're right. Come he had on, set up four fourth quarters yeah. and sat out a game. Come on. Forget that. That guy played 17 games. 
he wanted six games in a row to finish the season that he played. Yeah, this like is was, Deshaun Watson was still the starting quarterback for the Browns when Lamar's last loss was. Yeah, yeah that's I, true. It's 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 all there. Yeah. I mean, again, it's all narrative. This this MVP is going to be so, narrative. I'm not arguing that. Um, I don't think that should be it. I mean, I, 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 I thought I, if Dak would have finished hot and he would have won those games that he should have won, or at least, I mean, I get to say losing the Bills, but I understand losing the Dolphins, but if you lose both of them and you do bad, is, you're not going to win MVP. My Dak argument for Dak for MVP his ended. Last, last game. My, my, Dak, my Dak argument ended with the Bills. I, I stopped, I hopped off of it for him and winning MVP at that point. Yeah, yeah, I'm winning MVP. But let's make this prediction because we, we spent a good section on the Ravens and Lamar. Uh, I have the Ravens winning this game. I think that they're going to come in. I think the defense is going to play lights out. I think that the offense is going to do enough. I think it's going to be maybe like a low 20s game. I think both defenses are going to play pretty well against uh, the offenses that they're going against. And I, I think that Lamar's going to get to his first conference championship, and we'll see what happens next week. But I have Ravens. Chris has the Houston Texans winning this game. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, no, I'll go second. I, I have the Ravens winning this game, obviously. I'm not going to go bet, bet the Ravens all season long, and they've only let me down three times besides the uh, last week, but we didn't really do much on that last week. Uh, so I'm going to go Ravens. I'm going to go – 31-24. Or you can. <laughs> oh, we're not doing scores? No, not for the playoffs. We're just doing okay. something. Okay, well, I'm taking the Ravens. That was a given. All yeah. right, well, I think, uh, I think I'm going to start this one off here. Um, I'm, I'm calling for the upset. Um, I, I said from the beginning I had it in my bracket too. Um, I just think that too much time off. I think that uh, Texans are have nothing to lose. They're going to come out. They're going to shrink the field. They're going to they're going to make Lamar Jackson make a couple turnovers. They may even get the ball just like just like Jordan Love and the Packers last week. They may even get the ball first and and put a little bit of pressure on them by scoring on that great defense. And 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 I think that Texans are definitely going to uh, pull this one out. I'll also be betting uh, betting that on on this weekend. I am going a thousand bucks at it. <laughs> see, see how I actually, on it. I actually told Mark I might throw a thousand bucks in the Texans, but I am going to take the Ravens in this one to shit the fucking bed. Give me the Texans. They're taking this one home. Goodbye, Ravens. Bounced out first round again. Lamar's dog shit. Showing everybody why he's MVP. This is, this is an age well for you guys. <laughs> Don't say you. Hey, you better say names because I picked the Ravens. I I had them losing to the Browns, but the Browns are out. And I'm doing this purely because Lamar is a piece of shit. Sorry, lost your money. But I don't. I don't think we can make the argument that Lamar Jackson is a piece of shit. I mean, that, fake that, another fucking like... injury. Fake, just, dude. He should have just faked another injury three weeks ago and set out the playoffs again. But he already got his contract, so he didn't need to. God damn. All right. Well. Let's move on. Monday's gonna be is gonna be spicy, no matter who wins. Quit on game, his but... team last year. Fuck Lamar. Go Texans. All right. Well, let's move on to the NFC's number one seed, another team we haven't seen in twenty days, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. They are hosting a, a red hot Green Bay Packers team led by Jordan Love and this young cast boys. I think that's the storyline right there. It's it's his own self. We saw the young cats play against the Cowboys defense. I think the Niners are way better than the Cowboys are at defense with Nick uh, Nick Bosa. Chase Young, you have Jordan Hargrave, you have Armstead, you have Fred Warner, probably the best linebacker in football. You can argue that with Brooklyn Smith. 
But the Packers, this young core, that's the storyline. Can they do the same thing like Allen said? Can they? Will they get the ball first? And will they put the, the front runners out second? Let the Niners chase them. I think that's the story here, boys. This young core versus the Niners defense. Yeah, I like the Niners in this one. Uh, not going to lie, it's a little biased here as a Bears fan. Fuck the Packers. But uh, I think that this is going to be a real test for the Packers. I don't know if they're going to be able to stand up to it. This is a much different tempo, much different team than – and one of the things we saw with the Cowboys is they're not good at playing from behind early. So um, San Francisco, I don't think, is going to have a problem handling them. Um, this is going to be a huge environment, uh, bigger than I think the Dallas game for Jordan Love. So I'm taking the – I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people expect, but I'm taking the Niners in this one. Well, interesting stat is, and I think we mentioned it, Shanahan has never, as a head coach, come back in the fourth quarter when his team has been down five points or more. Literally a touchdown. All you need to do is win the game, and they've never had the opportunity. Well, they've had the opportunity. They've never pulled off the opportunity to do it. So it's going to be interesting if the Packers get a lead in that fourth quarter, if it's more than five or four points, if they can, if the Niners can finally do something they haven't done with Shanahan. Yeah, I, I just don't think that this game is going to be close. Um, I, I think that it, it'll be a game where the Niners are just ahead the entire time. Now, it, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout blowout. I'm not talking 20 points or anything like that. I, I think that it'll be a game where you'll see the obvious difference in experience and talent on the Niners' full team. And, yes, 20 days off for Brock Purdy. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I think that that's not going to matter as much because of the team around. And, and I think that the Packers are a much younger team. This is a game where you're going to see the experience come to play. The Niners, the Niners are, are just going to win this game. Um, and the Packers went up against an aberration. It was, a, it was, it was something that we don't normally see. The Cowboys completely shit the bed. Kudos to, to the Packers for coming out prepared. Kudos for them coming out and taking the momentum right off the bat. Whatever it was, this you're not going to see a guy 17.2 yards away from your wide receiver. That's not going to happen against the Niners. Look, you, I've never seen yeah. you so boiled up, man. Like I can see it in your face. When they're talking and they mention Lamar, I can see it. Crazy how the narrative changes when the Ravens have time off versus the Niners have time off. Oh, it has no effect really on the Niners. They got, they got good players. Like, this is crazy how the narrative is. But, I didn't I mean, say I, shit I, I, about time off. Okay. Well, I mean, someone did on here. That's what he's saying. I, I did. No, I, I, yeah. I did. And, I, and I, I get what you're saying. The narrative is different. The narrative. But what I'm what I'm also saying is is that the Ravens aren't are also in the same boat uh, with having that time off. Yes. However, Lamar Jackson has that proven record. The Ravens, as an organization, have that proven record of coming out flat after after benching their guys. They're so they're in they're so in in, in their mind on this stuff too that they're talking about it themselves. They're like, we remember what happened 2019. We're, guys that weren't even on the team were like, oh, yeah, we're aware of it. We know what happened. It's That's already in their brain. They're already going to be thinking about it. It's already adding pressure. The Niners, they know they're the better team. They know they lucked out. They, they're the no, one I, team that could beat them, went out, the Rams, and they're not worried about anybody else in this NFC, bro. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree. So I'm, I'm I think the Niners, I'm, I think they're actually probably looking past, like kind of like last week. How the uh, other teams, the favorites, were looking past these uh, the underdogs. I think the the Forty Nineers might be already looking past the Packers, and moving on to the next week. So uh, I, I think the Packers might 
Might be a sneaky upset game. I don't think they're they're looking past the Packers after what the Packers did to Dallas last week. And I don't think that I don't think Shane is going to look past Lafleur like that. I mean, they they have history too. I'm not. He's not looking past them. No, well, it's like just like the Browns shouldn't look past the Texans, but everybody's already playing in Ravens Browns game, so they already looked past the fucking Texans. So I think the 49ers could that, be doing the same thing. That's round one, though. That's round one, though. When you see the team come out and, and stand up against. Or like the Eagles looking past the Bucks. Well, I don't yeah. know about that. They weren't looking one. past them. I, them that Bucks yeah, is a I don't good think, team. I don't think – well, I don't say that, but I don't think Philly looked past them. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think Philly was struggling. <laughs> I, I think they, they knew what was in front of them. I think that they had confidence they were going to win, but I don't think they I think Philly been looking. I think Philly been looking past their opponents since they were 10-1. Yeah. I think they came in and they were <laughs> yeah, too cocky and expected too. to win. But also, I'm interested to see Luke if if uh, Jordan Love can finally do something Aaron Rodgers can never do, and that is beat the uh, the 49ers in the playoffs. <laughs> no, they they had the last four games against the Packers in the uh, or the Niners in the uh, playoffs. This goes back to the 90s as well. They were 0 4 the last four games against the the Niners in the playoffs. So interesting to see there. Let's yeah. not change it now. <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's gonna be close. I I, I really do. Like I I like this. I don't know. I, I think the Niners just need to do what they did in 2019. Like they did with Jimmy G, run the ball. <laughs> the, the Packers suck against the run, so just fucking run the ball. Let Christian McCaffrey and Mitchell and whoever else they have back there let them fucking pound the rock and just gas out this defense. Let them run the like. Let them run the clock out. They're gonna score. This, like, that's the but that's the thing of Shanahan. Shanahan knows and puts his guys in the best place to to make plays. He's well, until got the, Super Bowl. the guys. That's until the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. I mean, even then, even then, he got to <laughs> the Super Bowl. Know. No, he was up twenty-eight to three against. The, okay, uh, how about oh, you? You forget the Chiefs game when he said, "Hey, let's let Jimmy G throw a fucking fifty-yard <laughs> pass, something that we haven't done all playoffs." When you know we got fucking one of the hottest running Bro, back duos. The guy was the wide open. Jimmy G just I, missed it. Yeah, because he got too damn greedy. Fucking run the ball. That's all you have to do. Run the ball. Let Mahomes sit on the sideline. You have the hottest quarterback in the league, and you're fucking throwing the ball with Jimmy hey, G. Jimmy you G. That, you make that catch. You oh, make that, that catch. Yeah, you're right. You you know what? What happens? Oh, I mean, oh, maybe they should have ran the ball, <laughs> like they should have done against Patriots. He that's his that's his mo. That's what he does best. He overthinks it in the playoff and then in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's that's Shanahan though. But no, I, I have I have Niners. Chris has Niners. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think Alan, you had Niners too, right? Yeah, definitely Niners. I think it might be a close game, but I'm still taking Niners. I'm gonna take the Packers. I'm gonna be that guy. I like it. Respect. Yeah, somebody's gotta do it. Yep. Yeah, save us, save us from ourselves. I think it's gonna be a really close game. I definitely would bet Packers against the spread. The spread's what eight? Was it eight and a half? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Right. Nine and a half. I know yeah, it's been going back and forth. I, I think yeah. I might. Yeah, I think I might take Packers plus yeah. nine and a half. Yeah. I I, I, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a close game. Maybe even tied for the third. And I think the Niners pull away. I think I told. I think I told Allen. I think the Discord. I, I don't. I know Doc doesn't check it as much, but I said ten. I said it's gonna be close, and then they're gonna pull away in the fourth quarter a little bit. Probably win by yeah. ten. Honestly, it's gonna depend on whether or not the San Francisco defense wants to acknowledge that Romeo Dobbs exists. Well, I think the difference is the that the Cowboys apparently were just like Romeo. Well, who? We know the we know the pass rush in the Niners though. They're they're light years ahead of the Cowboys. I don't give a shit if the Cowboys get sacks or not. <laughs> Have fun. You can't double team. You can't double team Nick Bosa because you got Chase Young, and you have an interior with Jordan Hargrave and Armstead. I mean, good good luck. I mean, it's just good luck for the Packers offensive yeah. line, who's still pretty young core there too. So, and Nick Bosa's gonna be hunting this game. Uh, he hasn't played in three weeks. He's hungry. But 
Let's move on to a three of these games, by the way, boys. Rematches uh, in the regular season. So rematch here. Something that we haven't seen in our lifetime. A second home game for the Detroit Lions in the playoffs. Yes, they are hosting, who Dan Campbell says, a good Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who demolished the, the Eagles. This is a rematch, as like I said, 20-6. to six. The, the Lions manhandled the Bucs by 14 points in Week 6 in Tampa. Baker had a pretty struggling game. So once again, like same thing with the headline of Lamar and Stroud. How much does Baker learn from that Lions game in Tampa Bay when now he's going to Motor City with this hot, hot uh, fan base that's going on right there? It's going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think he learns a shit ton. You know, I mean, obviously they're studying the film, looking at everything, everywhere that they went wrong, trying to adjust. Um, this has been a solid Buccaneers team, in my, in my opinion. Uh, and my biggest concern is which Jared Goff are we going to get? Um, you're either going to get lights out like prime LA Ram, Jared Goff, or you're going to get, you know, late LA Ram kind of middle of this season lion, Jared Goff. And that's really going to be the make or break because the defense had so many holes, so many problems this year. Um, and Baker, honestly, you can make the same argument, Baker Mayfield, which Baker Mayfield are you going to get? But you know, if Baker Mayfield connects, there's a lot of holes in that line secondary that that teams have been exposing all year long that, you know, Baker Mayfield has the capabilities to do. Um, you know, if the Tampa Bay defense can step up and, and Baker can come to play, this is absolutely a game they can win. However, at home in Ford Field, I mean, this is going to be like a soccer home team, uh, you know, with the passion uh, taking over the stadium. So I, I want to put my money on the Lions, but this is this is a coin flip. I'm going to say Lions, but it's a coin flip. And Jared Goff balled out. He had over 350 yards and two touchdowns against the Bucks in Raymond James Stadium. And, Listen, you, know, you want to know why Jared Goff is not going to have that game? Because big old Vito Vea is going to move him off his spot. Jared Goff is very much so the, the archetype of Tom Brady. You move him out the middle of his pocket, make him roll out, make him move out of that, make him move the pocket, and he's going to make mistakes. Listen, that's how, you shut down when it, that's how you shut down one in six Super Bowls. Well, he didn't do it the first hey, time they played, so let's see if he does it this time. You're you're right, but I think that you have different things that are coming out from the from the tape. <laughs> yes, it happens. Um, you know, you lose that game, you come back with a different passion. Um, you asked the question, Doc. Uh, what Baker Mayfield are we going to get? I'm going to tell you what Baker Mayfield you're going to get. You're going to get the Baker Mayfield from the playoffs, who's a fucking stud in the playoffs. All right. Two and one record, 102.7 passer rating, 804 passing yards, seven touchdowns, one interceptions in his career playoff stats. All right. Is that better than Lamar? I don't know. All right, guys. But all I'm saying Mm -hmm. is Baker Mayfield is not going to shit the bed. He's going to come out on fire. Last week, the Lions gave up, what, nine catches to 183 (laughs) yards and a touchdown to Puka Nakua? Who is Mike Evans? Uh, I'd say this year I would take Nakua. I like I love Mike Evans. Listen, it, but this year I'm taking Puka Nakua over both Godwin and I'm Mike not, Evans. I'm not I'm arguing him that. Over I'm not arguing Cooper that. Cup. Cooper didn't do shit this year. Well, exactly. I didn't. That's why I didn't mention. That's why I didn't mention Cup. I mean, but, yeah. but listen, Mike Evans. We talk about Mike Evans being a Hall of Famer. We had that discussion in the in the Discord. We had that. He's ten straight years of a thousand yards with any quarterback you throw up at him. And Baker Mayfield again. 
the Bucks have nothing to lose. Baker Mayfield already got his money. He's already well, I think, get his money in the offseason. They have I think the Lions have nothing. The Lions to me also have nothing to lose too, because all they wanted was one playoff win this this whole season. They, the they got that one win. Won their Super Bowl. The Lions well, already won their Super Bowl. Yeah. But they have nothing to play with. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they're playing with house money as well. This is this is a win for them well, as well. Like, it's like kind of the same thing. Like, I, if they I, get I, to the I, championship I, game, that's good. The Lions might be just coming off a, a playoff hangover this week. They might become so happy, like fucking all Detroit's fucking partying all week, that they're yeah. going to come hungover to this game. That's and, a good point. You know, Baker, Baker's a, a motivated guy. Like Everybody just kind of wrote Baker off after like the Panthers traded him away. Uh, Baker's written off, and now look at him. He's, he's actually on a good team, a functional team. And he's playing well. He's playing good football. I like like Baker's. I think Baker's more of a feisty quarterback, and I think that's how the Buccaneers get the win over the. I mean, Lakers. he is. He is Dan Campbell said, right? He's passionate. Yeah. He wants it more, but at the same yeah, time, yeah. like the I, problem. I think Jared Baker, Goff's like I, I. I can't. I just don't see Jared Goff doing it two weeks in a row in the playoffs. Yeah, listen, man. Campbell is out here. They're gonna bite kneecaps off. I get it, but guess what? Right, they're gonna they're gonna go for it a fourth down. Well, no, 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 go for a fourth down. By the way, that are risky. They're not going to get him. Well, they did it last week. That was yeah. that was one of the biggest plays of the game. Before, but but the week before that, they played risky. It's a to, it's a coin flip. It's a 50-50 game. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And man, Campbell, he's just out here. He's going to do what he has to do. But guess what? His team, they already feel it. They they were out here popping champagne. They they loved the fact they won that game. I, I will say though, what well, Dan Campbell said about Baker because you said how he motivates the team. He said Baker came out there when they were at the Oklahoma's Pro Day, and they were looking at Oklahoma scouts back when I think he was in – I don't know where he was at when that happened, uh, when he was in Oklahoma. But he said that Baker – most quarterbacks don't come out there and flip-flops in, in the cold weather and throw to their guys in, the, in their Pro Day like that. He said Baker's that guy, though. He, he's Baker's there, and he loves them. But I do think, boys, that the, play, the, the key player of this game is not a quarterback. It's not Mike Evans. It's not Puka Nakua. It's Rashad White. Rashad White – needs to have a good game. The Lions defense against the run is amazing. They are phenomenal. They need to get Rashad White going because it opens the door for Baker Mayfield, <laughs> opens the door for the receivers. Rashad White had a bad game last time, seven carries for 26 yards. They had abandoned the run because they were getting beat down, and I think he got hurt as well. So Rashad White can have a big game. It's going to open everything up for Baker Mayfield, who still has a hurt ankle and hurt ribs. Hey, Rashad David White Montgomery is the key did not player. have a good game either. Hey. David Montgomery was eight for twenty-four, so there was not a good running game for both teams. But my key though is I I think Rashad White is more important in this game than David Montgomery is because they still have Jameer Gibbs. And I get Jameer Gibbs wasn't used to the potential in Week Six that he was when Montgomery got hurt. So that that whole Jameer Gibbs, whatever his stat line was for that game, I, that's irrelevant to me because but, they weren't using Jameer Gibbs to that that level. But Rashad yeah. White is my key player this game. He needs what? to play good. Here's my thing. What does Baker Mayfield do good over everything else? What does he do good? He, he throws the, the ball. No, he throws oh, the ball team. downfield. He's he's an exceptional uh, deep pass thrower. Okay, and what does Mike Evans do well? What do the Bucks do well? They throw the ball and catch the ball deep downfield. They want well, drop able to passes. Get that it, off. They're pretty good at drop passes. Last no. Mike Evans is this year. Mike Evans is going to drop passes, but hey, what if he catches them? And, and and I'm just saying I think that Detroit Lions are gonna give up some some bad plays on the defensive side, some big deep game gains, and I think that the Bucks are gonna be able to capitalize on it. And Rashad White is gonna have a big game in the red zone. That's where I think it's gonna come. And I think and it's, it's still key, it's key though, like you said about Mike Evans. Same thing with the Lions. They need to be able to stop Mon St. Brown because that's a that's a man right there. That that's that's a freak. 
He he is he's one of the best receivers in football. Yeah, but and, don't hey, I'm on uh, I'm on St. Brown. He goes down the middle of the field, and Anton Antoine Winfield uh, Jr. is going to be right there waiting for him. So I'm I, what I'm hearing is you have the Bucks. Luke has the Bucks. Doc was questionable. Doc, what'd you have? I want to go Bucks, um, but like you said, I mean, despite the Detroit hangover, I think that this is a team playing on cloud nine. Um, Dan Campbell gives me a lot of concern. That makes you want to go Bucks, uh, going forward on fourth down and just making terrible coaching decisions all season long. Um, but I think this team is still very good. I have more faith that because I've seen it all year that Jared Goff is going to come out and perform better with his team than Baker Mayfield is. Because honestly, the, the issue with Baker Mayfield is, is he going to try to do too much? Once he gets behind a little bit, is he going to try to do too much? Like we've seen so many other times in, in Cleveland. Um, I mean, we don't really see much in Carolina or LA, but you know, we've seen it earlier this year when he got down ahead early against the, uh, uh, or got down early against the saints and that shutout or almost shut out loss to the saints. Uh, you know, is he going to try to do too much or is he going to play the composed Baker Mayfield that can be so successful? So a lot of it's going to depend on where the game starts, but I'm, I'm, I'm going lines on this one. Chris has lines. I have lines. Luke, I think you're bucks, right? You said upset. So yep. Yep. Bucks. I've been riding the bucks all, all season. And I told I said nine wins for the bucks. They got nine wins. Now they're at 10 and next week's going to be 11. So if that's the case, I have, I have uh Niners lines and, NFC Championship. Luke will have Bucks hosting NFC Championship against the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Chris will have Lions Niners as well. You have Lions and Niners Doc. And Al will have Niners Bucks. So we have some variety there. Let's move on to the last game. This is what they call obviously this is what the media calls it. The new Peyton Manning Tom Brady rivalry. This is the fourth time or 2020-21. Yep, this is the third time I'm sorry that they've played in the playoffs. I think it's Fuck, I don't even know how many. 2020, 2021? Yeah, all in Kansas City. This is the third time that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes will be playing in the, NFC champ- or in the NFL playoffs. Uh, Mahomes has beaten them every single time. Obviously, Luke just said it. It's all been an arrowhead. This is the first time that it's a true road game for Patrick Mahomes on the road in the playoffs. <laughs> Super Bowls and counts a road game. The Chiefs did lose this year in Buffalo or in Kansas City 2017. Both QBs were kind of the same stats. I think that's what it, I think that's what it comes down to is which quarterback is going to outperform the other quarterback. This is the Peyton Manning Tom Brady rivalry that we call. Which quarterback is going to be Superman and which one's going to be Clark Kent? Or maybe they are both Superman, but which one's going to have the ball last? I think the team that has the ball last is going to get that game winning uh, that game winning drive, and I think it's going to lean towards the home team. Josh Allen, I have him in the play at the Super Bowl. I think Josh Allen outperforms Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs this year. Listen, you know what I got? I got the guy who plays as Clark Kent winning this game all right i think that this game is going to be based off of who has the better team um and is playing within the system uh i think that patrick mahomes understands the the difficulties with his team and i think that he's going to come out and try to be superman and i think it's going to turn into some turnovers uh i think that this bill's defense is really opportunistic i think that uh yes the chiefs defense is really good and yes it was a good game they pretty much the bills got out to an early lead in in the first game 
And then uh, the defense really clamped down, and they just kind of held on at the end of the game. I think that this game, we're going to see that running game get going by the Bills. I think that it's going to be a complete game. But I think Josh Allen's going to be the Clark Kent here, and he's going to win this game by being Clark Kent. He's going to get over that hump. He's not going to care about the stats. He's going to make that play when it matters, but he's not He's not going to come out and try to force anything because what matters right now is getting past <clears> this Kansas City Chiefs. It's that, it's that uh, rivalry game. Yeah, that's their kryptonite. No, I, I think Josh Allen is probably going to try to do too much because he is – Josh Allen is that offense, really. I, you, you know how Josh Allen does. He, he is that quarterback that does too much all the time. He forces the ball downfield when he shouldn't. He makes – Ridiculous fucking passes on like fourth down, just fucking throwing up punts. So I, I think uh, Mahomes is the proven quarterback in the playoffs. Like Josh Allen just cannot figure out how to beat Kansas City in the playoffs. And I, I think well, I mean, City, look, one of the games. Well, twenty twenty one, we twenty twenty one. I'm not blaming Pat, Josh Allen. You cannot blame Josh Allen. They were up. With 13 seconds left in the game when they scored, and I don't give a shit. You can sit there and say what you want that he lost the game. That was not on Josh Allen. You know that. You said the same thing. You said the same thing about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson won his last six games. But hold on. Specifically against the Bills. No, Lamar Jackson won his last six games, right? But listen. The Buffalo Bills have Lamar. been playing. talking about the Ravens. <laughs> Listen, but, this is but the narrative with Lamar. No, Everything comes back to him. No, I'm I'm comparing this to your situation because of what you said earlier. Because at the end of the day, you just said that Josh Allen tries together. too hard. You're saying that Josh Allen he tries does. too hard. But what what he, they've he done does in every, this winning streak since since they had the had to win since their back was on the wall. They were six and six. <laughs> he has done less. He has not come out and forced things. He, yes, he yeah. has had some turnovers, but he has not come out and forced. There's games he's throwing 150 yards, 200 yards, 173 yards. He's not out here trying to be the MVP, and that's how they ended up winning these games. They've been playing playoff football since week freaking uh, 13, 14. 14, 14 yep, right? 14. Week 14, they've been playing playoff football, and, and I think they, they learned something. They learned that at the end of the day, none of that shit matters. Josh Allen can't go out and beat every team by himself. They learn how to play as a team, and they're going to come out and they're going to be a balanced attack. That's the thing that uh, their their quarter their coordinator when they made that change was his name Brady. Uh, Joe Brady, yep. Joe, Joe Brady, Brady. When he came in and made that change, they became well balanced. James Cook has been balling, and I think that they're going to really attack this game with a with a B Clark Kent and pull out that cape. At when we need it at the end, don't do it during the middle of the game. Well, I know yeah, how it feels about yeah. Yeah, I'm still still going to ride with Mahomes. He's the proven winner in the playoffs. Two Super Bowls. Uh, he's won fucking. Well, he's been in three. <laughs> what three Super Bowls? Been what four AFC Championship games? Yeah, four, five, 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 five. Ever since 2018, 18, yeah. 19, 21, so, 22. Yeah, five. He's, he's hosted. Not just been. He's hosted five AFC Championships yeah, in a row. And, so I, I'm going to ride with Mahomes on this game. Yeah, yeah, their offense is shaky at points, but I think Mahomes can get enough done on his own. And I, Pacheco is a solid running back, too. If Kelsey's cooking, it's he, he lights out. So Kelsey plays big in big games. I, I, just, I, I just think that – I just think with this these two quarterbacks, yeah, I get it. Mahomes has had the most drops. We talked to Mike Evans, but, like, god damn, like the Chiefs have the most drops by a whole team. 
and I understand Josh Allen's philosophy. I know Luke, you tried. <laughs> I know you tried giving him a, a backhanded or a, like an insult when you said, "Oh, he's Brett Favre." And I was like, "Well, if that's an insult, goddamn, I'd be called Brett. I'd love to be called Brett Favre every single day of the week. If my quarterback was Brett Favre, that's fine. I get he doesn't have the MVPs, doesn't have the Super Bowls like like Brett Favre yet. He's still early in his career. I mean, but I I, I trust Josh Allen in the playoffs. Yeah, he might not. He he has the second most wins left in the playoffs. That's all behind Josh or Patrick Mahomes. He puts he's his team in position to. He's but Brett he, Favre but this and is the same Cam Mahomes Newton combined. All right, but this is the difference that we wanted Cam Newton to be. But the difference is with I get it. Mahomes is Mahomes. I, I will not deny that Mahomes is not the best quarterback. He's the best QB in the NFL. And I think when it's all said and done, I don't give a shit if he doesn't match Brady in rings. I think when it's said and done, <clears> if he has four rings and Brady has seven, I don't give a shit about the rings because that, that's an anomaly. That's an anomaly because of the dynasty. I think Mahomes is the down. best QB I've ever seen throw the ball. The best Cooler talent down. I've ever seen throw the ball. But that's a, that's a story that will be said, we can argue, 15 years from now. Cool. But when it comes to this year, I think that Josh Allen is going to play better than Patrick Mahomes. I get it. The Chiefs have a great defense. The Bills have a great defense. It's in Buffalo. We know what the fans are going to do. Expect a couple of dildos thrown at the Taylor Swift press box because I think it's going to happen. They're going to start throwing shit at that press box. I'm not lying. It, it, this, is not, this is not Kansas City. This is Buffalo. This Listen, is Buffalo, New York. All I know is Buffalo fans wouldn't have went to the hospital for a little bit of hypothermia, all right? No, they're jumping on the fucking – they're jumping on fire tables in the snow last week. But, Doc, mm-hmm. last word here. Bill's Chiefs. I am going uh, – you know, a lot of concern, obviously. The, the Josh Allen has been shaky a lot this season. The connection with uh, Stefan Diggs, you know, has been abysmal lately. Um Gabe Davis is hit or miss. Khalil Shakir is whether or not they get him involved. James Cook has been more consistent lately, but a lot of times has been like 25 yards or 100, you know, in between. Um, but my biggest concern is that Chiefs offense. Travis Kelsey is on the downfall, um, has been for some time now. They don't have a – I mean, you can call Rasheed Rice their true number one wide receiver, but, I mean, I don't think that he can stand up as a number three to most teams right now. Um, the offensive concerns for Kansas City, great defense is going to really have to hold him in this game. But I think that with the uh, Bills, with how hot that they have been lately and the Chiefs' struggles, I won't hold the charges against them because Blaine Gabbert played that one uh, in, a, in a barely winnable game against the worst pass defense in the league. Um, but losses to the Raiders, uh, loss to the Bills in Kansas City in their, in their matchup earlier, you know, just a few weeks ago, actually. So I'm going Bills on this one. Uh, I think – it may not be as close as people think it will. I hope it is. I want to see a good game, but I think this is finally where Josh Allen overcomes, especially with how hot this team has been. I think this is where Josh Allen finally overcomes playoff drought versus Patrick Mahomes and finally gets it done this year because Mahomes just has no more weapons left on offense. And Chris is with the Bills too. So Luke, you're alone on the Kansas City Chiefs. And if God was a sole survivor, lone survivor on Patrick Mahomes, like I <laughs> How often do you see that? That's that's a rare occasion, but it speaks to the offense. I think that's what it is. If the offense would have had some momentum like the last year, might see a little more split here with this, this yeah. fucking game. Yeah, I mean the the Bills are just red hot. Uh, I mean Mark, you called it out winning winning out pretty much, and uh, you know the Chiefs. I, I've not been impressed with them. I haven't been impressed with them. They barely beat a Jake Browning uh, Bengals team by one score. Um, lost to the Raiders. Beat the Patriots by ten. Lost to the Bills, lost to the Packers, beat the Raiders by two scores. I mean, this has not been the Chiefs team that we are used to seeing. And they started out so well, 
and it's just been a rough second half of the season for him. Yeah, I, and again, it was just my comment earlier. I, I think that the Bills found the right way to win. They've been back up against the wall, and they learned something. Uh, things have changed, and I think this is how they do it. They, they go into – they're playing playoff football right now. And with that being said, I have Ravens hosting the Bills. Luke has Ravens hosting the Chiefs, which means the Ravens have to get past two quarterbacks that they've had a hard time with in the playoffs or – Lamar Jackson versus Mahomes. So that's that's going to be interesting, too, is if Lamar gets there. Well, that'll be a story for next week, obviously. But Chris has Bills hosting the Texans. Doc has the Bills hosting the Texans. And, Alan, you have the Bills hosting the Texans. So it sounds like you guys are Bills, Texans. Me and Luke are half Chiefs, half Ravens, or a full Ravens. So interesting weekend. I really think this is going to be a good division round. I, I think we're going to have some good games here. I'm really excited. Also, before we sign off, week. I, rumors are, I know we mentioned it. Uh, Bill Belichick seems he's going to be the new coach for the Atlanta Falcons. That's, he's met already twice. The Falcons have done all the stuff they have to do with, with the requirements. Rumors are Kirk Cousins has said he he wouldn't necessarily turn down a chance to play the Hall of Fame coach. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But he says, I'll have to see what happens in March, obviously, when free agency opens up. But I think if we can get Belichick, and I hate to say it, I don't ever say that I say this the day, but McDaniels and Belichick on the Falcons with Kirk Cousins, I think I'd be happy. I think I'd be a happy camper going you into might get JJ the offseason. Get who? JJ. How much contract does yeah. he have left? Je- you mean Jefferson? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, hey, oh, he's a free agent. You're not. You're That's not. Don't, don't, don't do that to me, Doc. I might have a heart attack. I might be going to the yard tonight. He, no, when they, were, no when, they, when they were well, talking he, about Cousins early in the year, Jefferson said, like, Cousins staying to... is he wants to stay with Cousins. Cousins staying in Minnesota is a big thing that would keep him Minnesota. So if Cousins goes to Atlanta, it is completely possible. Hey, listen to this. I, I will take Kirk Cousins on a hometown discount. It won't be hometown because he's coming to Atlanta. And I would take a trade. I'd give up the eighth pick and a couple, maybe two first rounders for JJ. I would do that in a heartbeat. Guys. And we have JJ Cal or uh, JJ Drake London. Bijan Kyle Pitts and fucking Kirk Cousins. You guys have a heart attack, boys. Listen, why would you not do it? You guys have the defense. You guys have the defense. It's proven. You have Bijan. Well, I I think Kyle Pitts. You have Drake London as a good number two behind Jeff. Well, he's going off the rail. I think I think Belichick obviously is is pretty much is pretty much a foreseen thought, it seems like. We've all said it. It seems like that's what's gonna happen. I think Kirk, Kirk is not. Is, I I think Kirk is is fifty fifty. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I'm saying it could happen. Guys, that's not, don't that's not. go to play for Bill Belichick. I've been a Patriots fan for my entire life. They don't go play for Bill Belichick. Okay. Well, you never had. Well, Corvax never happen. had to though. Well, there was never really a shot for did, the QBs to come in. Did Rob Gronkowski then, not go to play even, for Belichick? Gronkowski got drafted. Did Gronkowski not retire and then come back to play for Belichick? No. For Tom Brady. He came back to play for Tom with Tom Brady. And then retired and went to Tampa. And then he retired yeah. and forced his way to Tampa. Listen, guys he went to did Tampa not, to play with Brady. We're going to well, see I, it when the, when the Dynasty Hulu show comes out. I can't wait for that show. That's going to be phenomenal. Um, but when we when we see that show, they've already dropped it. Uh, Wes Welker in the, um, in the audio clip. Uh, guy said they played for Tom Brady. They weren't playing for Bill Belichick. They were playing yeah, well, they, for Tom Brady. They worked for Belichick, played for Brady. And you yeah. know what? Brady, I mean, and Brady said it. He said that there's no success without Belichick. I mean, because it goes both ways. I get it. I, I, I get it. He can't. The, I, I hate that argument. I hate the, well, it does because they had, a, they, had a, they had a great defense every time they won the Super Bowl in New England. We can sit there and say that, that it'd be a fool not to say that. Now, Tom Brady's, yes, he had the post success following 
Belichick because it was easier for Brady to win. No offense to Tom. It's nothing against Tom Brady. He joined, great, that, he, great, he joined a great Belichick, situation. Do you think that Belichick is going to the NFC South because Tom Brady went there? Like, is that how petty this old no, man has become? No, I, I, think like, it's, I think it's similar to what Tampa Bay had, though. I think with the same situation. They were a QB <laughs> away, and some other pieces that joined alongside, they did get Gronk, they did get AB, yeah. playoff Lenny came along the way, but they already had Godwin and, and Mike Evans, who were the top duo in the league, according to PFF, the year before. You guys, and, aren't, you guys aren't a coach away. You're a quarterback and a coach away. That's a big difference. Well, you get – that's what I'm saying. But if you get Belichick and then they never had the shot to get really QB until Brady left because they had Brady for all those years. If you get Kirk, that's – I think that's good. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if Kirk's a free agent and he looks at his options, he's like, well, damn, J.J. wants to leave. Why would I come back to Minnesota? Like, they have no run game. The defense is – it's pretty good in Minnesota, but they have nothing else there besides Jordan Addison and uh, recovering T.J. Hawkinson off an ACL surgery that came in late in the season. So, situation might be better in Atlanta. You know, you have a young core and you have a, a Hall of Fame coach. <clears throat> why, why turn it down? That's what I'm asking. That's what. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it happens. Falcons would do all that and still miss the playoffs. I don't think that would happen. I think if Kirk, I think if Kirk and I think if Kirk I think if Kirk and Bill come, I think that I think if Kirk and Bill come, you you are going to see two teams in the NFC South make the playoffs. I think Tampa can still make it. I think they have a good. I, I was wrong on that. I think they have a good squad. I think if they keep Baker and they keep um, investing on that team on the offensive side. They would be a better team. I think New Orleans is a weird situation. I think Carolina's going to struggle. I think the, the the top three right there, New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa, I think you can get two teams in the NFC south from that. Now, that's if Kirk Cousins joins. I got to see the QB's going to be whoever joins Bill. I think Bill's coming. I think Bill's a, is pretty much a almost signed deal away. Pretty much. I, I, I think that from all the noise that's out there right now, I think that that's the case. I think Bill is going to end up there. And the word on the street, at least from Patriots uh, land, is that Josh McDaniels was going to go with him wherever he goes. Um, I, I just – he's not the guy that comes in as much like Tomlin, right? He's not the guy that comes in and players are excited to play for him because he's going to walk around and tell you why you're smiling. You know, what are we well, doing? Tomlin, well, Tomlin, well, Tomlin, yeah. We doing this, right? Like, get off of TikTok and do your job, right? Like, guys aren't going to be excited about that. Can that young <laughs> team that you have, are they going to respond well to that? I mean, you got the talent. You, you got Bijan. You got Kyle Pitts. You got Drake London. You've got a solid team. You got really good players on the defensive side, too. And we know Belichick is going to get that worked out because that's what he does. But, I think if you get a good veteran quarterback, there? if you get a good vet quarterback, like if it comes with Belichick, you get a good vet QB. He can he can keep the locker room together. That's please, what Kirk. Please, that's what Kirk's good at too. By the way, he's good at keeping locker rooms. Belichick and Russell Wilson, and put that on hard knocks. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm I'm good, I'm good. basically <laughs> at this point, who is that Bill on hard knocks? But who is that veteran quarterback? The Cardinals are sticking with Kyler Murray. I said I, we said him. it already. I said already, I, I believe Kirk Cousins is that veteran. I'm not saying we are, but I'm saying that's the veteran that I want. That's that's the vet QB that's available I that I want. I, mean, they're I not don't gonna, think he's available, though. He's, they're not going to tag him. They, I mean, they, it's up to Kirk Cousins where he goes at this point. It's a Kirk Cousins decision now. It's no longer Minnesota's decision. That man he's not under contract. The, he was out there banging the drums. Well, he, he probably didn't know. With no shirt on. That man's out here. He well, loves Minnesota. I, I agree he does, but I don't think he also maybe saw Belichick being fired and going to a team that – He's got a better winning chance at the moment than Minnesota. And if he wants a ring, he's going to leave Minnesota. If he has a shot to win a ring, he's leaving Minnesota. I'm not saying he's going to win with the Atlanta Falcons, but he's got a better shot. Did we learn anything in the quarterback show that said that Kirk is about winning a, a, a championship? Like, well, I, I that, think that – Well, I mean, at that point, yeah. He, he's one of the hardest workers in the NFL. And he at the time, the Vikings were a good team. 
It, he was the most hit quarterback in the NFL too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. I'm not I'm not debating that at all. I'm not debating is he that guy. I'm saying does he have the desire to win a championship? And is it more important than playing with his guys? Because he loves that team. He loves that city. He loves those guys on that team. You think he's gonna walk away from the best wide receiver in the league? Like I oh, who, well, the best wide receiver said he might not. He doesn't even know if he's gonna be there. Best wide receiver has already come out early in the season and said he may leave if Kirk Cousins leaves. He's waiting on Kirk, and Kirk say it ain't it ain't what JJ's gonna. I mean, JJ wants JJ doesn't want to be. That was like the first there. big story of the NFL season after opening kickoff. They're they they would franchise him. He's not. They can't let him go. They're not gonna let him go. They'll probably tag JJ, and if JJ doesn't want to sign, then that's where they trade and they get someone's like a couple first rounders, like they did for Tyreek. No, but they're gonna franchise. That's the problem with rookie well, contracts and the way that the NFL is set up. You can't get out of that. You're not going. He, yeah, he sits out, and guess what happens? He becomes the next Le'Veon Bell. He becomes the next Antonio Brown. Don't, don't freaking sit out. He ain't gonna be the next Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's got way too much talent. Antonio Brown was a fucking head case. And AB hey, fell off after like his tenth, ninth year. Cases. Terrell Owens was a head case. He's an all timer. <laughs> Randy Moss was a head case, all timer. Yeah, Listen. but but you mentioned a but you mentioned no, AB and like AB's, AB. AB's window not didn't like fall AB. off. To, but AB didn't fall off until after like year nine or ten. JJ's only I, in year I, going I in five that, but, or whatever. But the way that the contract situation is set up, the way the CBA is set up, guys don't get to walk away when they want to. They could sit out, and it's going to hurt him. He's not going to sit out, not, not with his money. These these young guys, they, they're out here. They're, they could make money off of NILs, but when they stop playing, do you think they're getting that money? I mean, I, now I'm not specifically talking about NILs. For, for I'm talking about their, uh, you know, uh, commercial and deals and sponsorships and all that stuff that these uh, and you know NFL players are getting. But JJ sitting out is not going to be beneficial to him. There's nothing that is going to be beneficial for him to sit out. Well, it forced a trade potentially, but like I, that's a, that's a story for I, the off season. It honestly, it's the same thing with Kirk. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that that's yeah, a story for the off season in March when Frenchy starts. I just think it would be awesome. <laughs> I think Kirk's possibility. I don't think I don't know what's going to happen, uh, but we'll see. Like I said, he said March will be the time to tell, and it opens the door. It opens the door open for whoever wants to sign him. But great episode, boys! Can't wait to see the Discord chats. Doc won't be in there. He'll probably text texting the individual chat with me, Luke, and Chris. So Saturday at three something, whenever that game starts, close to four, it's going to be a fun chat. Uh, I can't wait for it. I'm gonna probably thirty my time. Yep. So four thirty my time. I'll, I'll definitely pop up, pop some popcorn, and I'll be waiting for Luke, Doc, <coughs> Alan, Chris, Jake. All of them will be chit chatting away. I only have one game that I care about watching this week. Go Texans! I, I think that this weekend, like you said, I think this whole weekend we're gonna get good games. Though um, I, I think that either way, it's, there's not not gonna be any of this forty eight to sixteen bullshit. I don't think any of that's gonna happen. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be good games all weekend. All right, let's wrap it up. Luke, good luck to those Ravens, dude. Thanks. That's Luke Rule. Good luck, though, Luke. I mean that. Good luck. That was a force, Nick Doc Good luck, dude. That's Alan Thomas. Hello, shout out to you, Chris. I'm Mark Davis. This is All About the Balls Podcast. See you Monday. We are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.